0: Everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 7th. First and foremost, a very happy birthday to both my parents. They share a birthday, and it happens to be today, so happy birthday to them. Today is the first day of this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants Sections 23 through 26. Now, we're going to start out in Section 23. And section 23 to me is so interesting because here we've got seven verses and these seven verses go to five people. Originally, these seven verses or these five revelations were included in the Doctrine and Covenants, but later they were gathered together and joined together to make this one section. And what's really interesting to me is that These seven verses are revelation to five different people. So they are five separate revelations, but four of those five people have already obtained revelation from our father in heaven through the prophet Joseph Smith. All five of these people had come to the prophet and asked what they should be doing to further the church. And in the case of four of these people, they had already asked that question to Joseph Smith and had already received revelation Oliver Cowdery had been told in section 6, 8, and 9 what he needed to do, Hiram in section 11, Joseph Smith Sr. in section 4, and Joseph Knight Sr. in section 12. So they had all received some very specific instruction about what they were supposed to do. Now, I imagine that now, since the church has officially been restored, They're all asking again, okay, what do I need to do now? Now that the church has been established, now that we have a little more order and the Book of Mormon has been completed, so we have the doctrine, now what do we do? One thing that I love about this is that it helps me understand that God doesn't have a cap or a limit to how much he wants to speak to us. We shouldn't ever limit the revelation that we try to seek from him based on the fact that we've received revelation in the past. Our Father in heaven is anxious to talk to us and will give us revelation as we seek it. He didn't tell these four brethren, nope, I'm not going to tell you anymore because I've already told you things before. He's giving revelation for each step of the way, and I believe that he will do that in our lives as well. In fact, that would seem to be the pattern in the scriptures. When Nephi made the bow and asked the Lord to know where he should go to obtain food, The Liahona didn't give him instructions for how to get to the promised land. He gave the next instruction, the next step. The next thing that you need to do is go here to get food for your family. Then revelation came as it was needed. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, as the scriptures teach us. And so we should imagine that it would be the same in our lives. That yes, Heavenly Father has given us instruction. But as we move forward and as we act on that instruction, then more is given to us. We should always be expecting more revelation and not merely content to rely on what we've already received. Elder Bednar said, Most frequently, revelation comes in small increments over time and is granted according to our desire, worthiness, and preparation. Such communications from Heavenly Father gradually and gently distill upon our souls... As the dews from heaven. So I think that these scriptures, these revelations that are found in section 23, are an awesome example to us about how we need to continue to seek revelation in our lives, to continue to be guided by revelation from our Father in heaven on the next step. So let's take a look at this first revelation in section 23, which was directed for Oliver Cowdery. It says, Behold, I speak unto you, Oliver, a few words. Behold, thou art under no condemnation, but beware of pride, lest thou shouldest enter into temptation. Now, something that's interesting here is we receive the revelations, but rarely are we given the question that was asked to receive that revelation. Here's no different. However, based on the very first thing that the Lord says to Oliver, makes me think that Oliver was probably wanting a confirmation of his standing before the Lord. And I think that that is a really important practice. Oftentimes, we do as we've been counseled in general conference, and we ask, what lack I yet? In fact, Harold B. Lee once taught, every one of us, if we should reach perfection, must at one time ask ourselves this question, what lack I yet? And I think that we've been given that counsel in different ways, several different times. And so I think that that tends to be a little bit more of a practice for each of us to ask what lack I yet? What do I need to change? What do I need to do? But what I love here is that wasn't Oliver's question. He wasn't saying what lack I yet. He was saying, am I in good standing before you? Am I under condemnation? How refreshing and how beautiful it must have felt for Oliver, who... Maybe he was feeling guilty about something, maybe not feeling like he was good enough. How beautiful it must have been to hear that revelation from the Lord. Thou art blessed and art under no condemnation. Perhaps that too should be a frequent practice of ours, to ask our Father in Heaven for a confirmation of our standing before him. However, it wasn't all roses in this message to Oliver. He wasn't saying, Oliver, you're perfect, now go and just keep being perfect. Saying, okay, as of right now, you are under no condemnation, but beware of pride. Now, I think it's really interesting studying the Doctrine and Covenants because we get the opportunity to study it with hindsight. And you know what they say about hindsight: it's 2020. So we see that, and we have the opportunity to say, yeah, pride was an issue for Oliver. And it was important that he kept that in check. And the Lord was obviously telling him that so that he could try to keep that pride in check. It was pride that eventually led Oliver out of the church for a time. And it was humility that brought him back to it. But each one of us need to heed this counsel. Beware of pride. It is something that is so pervasive and can sneak into our lives so easily without us even recognizing it. President Benson once said, Pride is a sin that can readily be seen in others but is rarely admitted in ourselves. And I think that that is part of the reason why it is such a dangerous sin, because it's hard to recognize in ourselves, and it's the gateway to so many other sins. Elder Uchtdorf once said, Pride is a deadly cancer. It is a gateway sin that leads to a host of other human weaknesses. In fact, it could be said that every other sin is, in essence, a manifestation of pride. So my friends, the Lord is telling Oliver, beware of pride. And that is a counsel or a commandment to each one of us as well. In Alma chapter 32, Alma is teaching the poor who have been humbled because they've been kicked out of their synagogues and they're sad because they don't have anywhere to pray. And in that he says, "'And now as I have said unto you "'that because ye were compelled to be humble, "'ye will be blessed.'" do ye not suppose that they are more blessed who truly humble themselves because of the word? So my friends, I don't know about you, but I would much rather humble myself rather than to wait for really hard or difficult things to humble me. But how do we do that? If pride is one of those sins that we can rarely see in ourselves, how do we then make humility a part of our nature, a part of our attributes, rather than a response to sin or difficulty. President Benson taught, President Benson taught, let us choose to be humble. We can choose to humble ourselves by receiving counsel and chastisement. We can choose to humble ourselves by forgiving those who have offended us. We can choose to humble ourselves by rendering selfless service. We can choose to humble ourselves by going on missions and preaching the word that can humble others. We can choose to humble ourselves by getting to the temple more frequently. We can choose to humble ourselves by confessing and forsaking our sins and being born of God. We can choose to humble ourselves by loving God, submitting our will to His, and putting Him first in our lives. So my friends, let's look at this revelation that God gives to Oliver. Let's look at him warning Oliver to beware of pride and take it as a warning for us as well. And my friends, let's do what President Benson suggests, and choose to be humble. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.